0: Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, Matthew Grant here. Now, it's been an exciting week for us here in London with our first risk manager event this Tuesday, and the usual lively crowd, of course, but also some more fascinating companies on stage talking about problems such as riots, people, food, sustainable buildings, and cloud computing. You're going to be hearing a lot more from us about that risk management space as corporates start to discover how insurers have been assessing risks and the tools they've been using. But today, We've got a short episode for you. So if you're listening to this out on your run, bike, or commuting, you have to keep on going without us today. But normal service is back next week. Short but good. We're all hearing about carbon emissions, carbon credits, and the transition to net zero. But what does that mean? And what are the risks in all this? Well, we've had a lot of demand for our report on this, which was released last Thursday. Alex Medi led the research on that and is about to reveal to you what it's all about. Now, the report is available on the website www.instec.co. It's free and you'll find a direct link in the episode notes. Ali, we're back doing this old style face-to-face in the office and uh, the morning after our event last night with Risk Managers and you were on stage with Provisico and Liberty. It looked really good from the audience, but how do you find it being up there on stage?
1: Yeah, it was a great event and I think really, really good speakers, interesting topics. It's always great as well to have sustainability as a big theme spoken about. So yeah, really, really enjoyed it.
0: Good. Well, you've kindly offered to be our guest today. So, just as usual, I want to make sure people know who you are. I'm sure they've heard your voice before, but you are Alice Smedley, your senior research analyst in STEC. And you studied on a geography based degree at university, and you've got a passion for climate change and sustainability, I know. So, we're delighted to be able to give the opportunity to author and edit the report we're going to be talking about today. You run our monthly climate risk newsletter, and you've been responsible for many of our reports. More broadly on climate and location intelligence. And we're going to be talking today about what we are finding in carbon offsetting and how it relates to insurance. Won't miss anything in that introduction?
1: No, great introduction.
0: So, carbon offsetting, the insurance use case, that's the name of the report, is now available to download. If you were to give your like 20 second elevator pitch, how would you describe that to somebody?
1: As the title of it may suggest, it's all about carbon offsetting and how it relates to insurance. So, talk a little bit about the background of the carbon market, so the difference between the voluntary market and the compliance market, and then talking all about the different organizations that are involved and how they interact together. Talking about the different types of carbon offsetting projects, so from tree planting to renewable energy projects, and how you go about buying these types of carbon credits.
0: Yeah, a lot in there. And I think people are starting to hear about carbon credits. In fact, you're post on this topic i think it has the record for instac of the most number of uh, engagements on that i think it broke the record as people have got very strong views about the pros and cons of carbon offsetting we're not going to get into those specifically just now but for people that want to understand some of the differences or some of the language being used in here people talk about carbon offset talk about carbon credits there is actually a specific difference isn't isn't there so how, how should we think about the difference between those two
1: yeah, no, that's a really good question, Matthew, because the two terms do often get used interchangeably, but there is a little bit of a difference. So carbon offsetting refers to a reduction, removal or avoidance in greenhouse gas emissions to make up for emissions that are made elsewhere. So the types of projects that result in a carbon offset include renewable energy, tree planting, for example, and these projects generate carbon credits So what a carbon credit is, is a tradable certificate or permit, which is validated by a third party. What it represents is reduction in greenhouse gas emissions, which is equivalent to one metric tonne of CO2.
0: So we've got different types of carbon offset projects in there. I think many of us have heard about those, probably tree planting is one of the most well-known ones. But as we think about the risks, and of course the risk here is that somebody might invest in forestry as part of their carbon offset but when that actually comes time to deliver on that and they have to claim the carbon credits then the forest might not be there for very reasons I mean what kind of risks are there in those ones in addition to those
1: yeah, so I think there are four different ways that you can think about carbon credits, the first one being projects that avoid or reduce emissions. An example of this may be clean cookstoves, so these are provided to local communities, replacing the more polluting alternatives and resulting in less carbon emissions. The other side of this is projects that actually remove greenhouse gas from the atmosphere. So an example of this would be tree planting or direct air capture, which sort of sucks carbon out of the atmosphere and stores it underground. These tend to be thought of as higher quality carbon credits because it's more difficult to prove with the first type, the avoidance type, that these emission reductions weren't going to happen anyway. And the other way that we can think about these carbon credits is nature-based versus engineered. So in reference to the examples I've already given, nature-based would be afforestation and engineered would be the direct air capture and renewable energy projects, for example. All of these different projects have different risks, so physical risk, for example, could be a forest burning down, it could be an earthquake impacting direct air capture, and other issues around the sort of durability and permanence of the carbon credits. So let's say you invest in a forest, a farmer builds this on their land. Ten years later, they might sell the land, it gets all knocked down, trees no longer there, built into a block of flats. Those carbon credits that you've bought aren't resulting in any carbon reduction anymore.
0: I love that concept about sucking carbon out of the air or sucking carbon out of uh, somewhere anyway. So, and some great use cases in that one. And what's happening about the whole insurance of uh, of carbon? What should we call it? Carbon credits is that how the best way to describe it?
1: Yeah, carbon credits or insuring the projects that all back up carbon credits. So it's still quite a nascent space with not too many of the large insurers publicly working on solutions at the moment but it is a space where some startups are moving into. They're covering a range of different risks associated to carbon offsetting, one being, for example, delivery risk. So protecting carbon credit buyers against the risk that the projects that they've invested in don't deliver the sort of guaranteed benefit that they were originally planning to. Another big one is invalidation risk. So let's say you spend a lot of money buying these carbon credits, but they turn out to be fraudulent on land that isn't actually owned by the particular person selling the credits, or if the carbon reduction benefits have been misdated. I also think within this space, there's definitely a parametric use case emerging, and some companies are already working on this.
0: Yeah, the point about the fraud is interesting, isn't it? I mean, insurance itself are already trying to deal with fraud. It just shows that the criminals are always like not, you know, not one step ahead, certainly not one, one step too far behind in terms of finding ways to abuse the system. So, an opportunity there for anybody who's looking for a way to identify fraudulent trading of, or creation of carbon credits. And then on that topic, I, it sort of leads on to the last uh, question, I think, quite nicely. So, what are the opportunities that you've seen where there's a need for more data or technology to help uh, assess the risk or ensure the risk in this space?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think measurement, reporting and verification, also known as MRV, is a really important area of the voluntary carbon market. What it refers to is the process of measuring the amount of CO2 or equivalent emissions that are reduced by an activity over time. It's a really important part to actually get those carbon credits issued But the way it's really helpful for insurers, it's a great data source, it's verified, it can be used as inputs to models. So I think definitely opportunity there for data providers, technology providers, and sort of satellite imagery that are helping with this.
0: Feels like we need to do an event around that one. But in the meantime, uh, people now who treat learn a little bit more and have a chance to read about some of the things you just talked about, where should they go to to get the report?
1: Yes. So the report is now live on our website. So www.instate.co forward slash reports. You can download it for free from there. But if anyone wants to speak more about this topic, has any questions after reading the report, please reach out to me, Ali Spedley on LinkedIn.
0: And I'm sure you also have the link on your LinkedIn page, as I will too, Matthew Grant for uh, anybody that wants to go straight to find that report. Ali, that's been great. I really enjoyed reading that report. Fantastic bit of work in that. And uh, for those that don't like really lengthy reports, it's a little bit slimmer than our previous ones. So a fairly easy read packed full of great information. Thank you very much. Thanks, Matthew. Well, that's it. You can head over to www.instec.co or you can find a link in the episode notes to download and read the report yourself. And it's free, don't forget. Now it's not too long either. And finally, if you're interested in what we're doing at Instec and how we can help you tell your stories to the world or find out what tools, technology and themes you need to know about, contact me, Matthew Grant on LinkedIn or any of us at hello at That's it. We're done.